thank you so much guys for coming over this is day 3 of our uh, summit for startups uh, here we are talking about uh, cas law ip lawyers and investors do uh, a startup need all of these three and guys the reason for bringing all of you together here is the current situation in the country and the world is is a bit uh, disturbing and alarming as well and we want all of the people to stay safe stay indoors and while everybody is indoor and we are virtual uh, we thought of uh, bringing all of you together on a panel where we can talk about different aspects of entrepreneurship journey how can we take guidance from all of your journeys and help the people who are aspiring to be an entrepreneur or they are struggling in their journey and how can they take help and guidance from your uh, life experiences and uh, make their own life better so that, that's the basic agenda for the day and uh, thank you so much uh, all of you himanshu kushru rohan and vedant for uh, gracing the panel and accepting our invitation in this tough times i'm sure uh, all of uh, you have uh, taken out uh, important time of yours so i'll quickly introduce all of you now because i cannot remember uh, each and every uh, achievement of yours i have i have a print out here and once i'm done with this introduction i'm uh, gonna keep this print out aside and all the discussion and everything apart from introduction is gonna be live there is been there will be no script uh, so to say here all right so let me just start with uh, himanshu uh, himanshu mandavia is a practicing chartered accountant and has been uh, in practice for last 25 years his practice of interest is tax advisory and structuring of transactions for indian as well as multinational client so he is the guy who has been bringing lot of funds to the indian country to the startup ecosystem uh, covering from different industry sectors and he is currently focusing on venture capital clients and been advising lot of domestic as well as foreign uh, companies on structuring their funds and the tax and regulatory perspective uh, himanshu has also been invited to lot of international as well as national seminars and he has been an active contributor in the Uh, professional journals uh, which belongs to the ca community uh, so himanshu thank you so much for coming on board uh, we are glad to have you thank you right thank you for having me next we have uh, is another seasoned experienced prof- person it's khushru doctor uh, who's a founder of tasha tech info solutions private limited khushru has more than 30 years of experience in the field of information technology now when i said more than 30 years of experience that means he has been the guy who has seen the start of it industry so right from the inception of the it industry in the country yeah. right from floppy drives to everything i have seen it all <laughs> yes yes i mean i uh, i don't know whether the people who are watching us had they even use floppy drives or not all we have seen is at least a usb drive or the memory card to start with but it's good to know that uh, we have somebody uh, coming from that uh, time as well all right great and uh, guys right now kushru uh, is also a certified scrum master he also teaches uh, students about scrum master he's a six sigma green belt uh, professional and he's also done a uh, lot of courses on project management professionals and because of his inquisitive nature and edu- i mean uh, constant learning passion he has recently completed diploma in innovation and design thinking so here we have a industry veteran coming who has seen everything in the software industry right from floppies 
to the solid state drives which we call right now and uh, the guy is still learning continuously and uh, just completed a no diploma in innovation and uh, design thinking that's so great uh, one of the key thing which again i would like to point out about kushru is that he has been selected as top 50 tech leader in technology sector in 2019 thank you so much uh, kushru for uh, being here thank you for having me thank you for that you accepted our invitation it's great to be able to share my knowledge with everyone so thank you very much for giving me this platform excellent thank you thank you so much next we have is vedant gupta now vedant is a co-founder of spring house co-working he is a workaholic and a true all-rounder the reason why i say that he is an all-rounder is because he has vast experience in management finance accounting compliance and operations i mean with his energy and tactics i'm sure that lot of startups who come to his co-working spaces would always gain some other an, another tip to grow their business up i mean this guy has been all over i mean he has expertise in management finance compliance regulatory things operations and with his energy and desire to grow quickly but in a sustainable fashion all of his uh, startups who are working in the co-working space i'm sure they would be gaining a lot from you vedant so thank you so much vedant uh, for coming over and we want you thank you, to thank you for share, having me share your energy share your secret sauce with everybody as well so that uh, all of us uh, who are not right now present in the working space or the virtual uh, working space of yours can still learn from you thanks again now with this various uh, mix of people which we have here we have another fine gentleman rohan rohan raj barua this guy is the youngest uh, youngest co-founder on the panel uh, he graduated in 2016 and immediately after graduation rohan started uh, expand my business which is india's first managed marketplace for b2b services he has also raised seed uh, seed round of funding from prominent investors and with this innovative ideas he is continuously excelling in growing the company and solving lot of problems on a day to day basis and his mission is to serve to 20 million smes of the country in going digital rohan thank you so much for taking this initiative i believe you are the true uh, you are actually helping uh, our country's uh, prime minister mr modi to empower uh, the citizen of the country with digital initiatives and you are the one who is actually making things live on the ground so thank you so much for taking up this initiative of digitization across the globe across the country and one more thing which i would like to point out here is which i like a lot about you is in his free time okay in his free time people of his age would generally spend time on netflix or doing clubbing or anything but rohan goes out beyond that and he advises other founders who are starting new companies he helps them to launch the companies and help them with their problems as well he is a passionate uh, about sports i mean we can see that you have an arsenal flag there uh, and uh, is all into adventures and quiz, uh, different types of quizzes excellent uh, rohan glad thank to have you, so you on the panel you. thank you so much for having me hope i can give some valuable insights to everyone present thank you so much for having me
All right, excellent. So now, as I said, uh, I'm done with the sheet. Now I have all the questions for you, which are going to be live uh, with respect to what the answers you guys give. And we're going to be going through each other's uh, journey very quick, quickly. All right. So let, let me start with the guy who has seen the floppy disk and worked on that. So Mr. Kushru, you have been in the industry for quite so long. You have been a delivery head and uh, of the software company called Cybage for around 10 years. And then you started your own practice. Uh, you, you started your own firm, Tasha Tech Info Solution. What was your calling? And why did you start on your own? You might, you might say I was very dissatisfied with life. <laughs> okay. Uh, see, uh, Tasha okay. Tech was not my first company. I had launched two companies previously before joining Cybage Info Solution, uh, Cybage Software Private Limited. Okay. And uh, Tasha Tech was born out of passion. Uh, I had got tremendous respect and love from everyone around when I was working in Cybage Software. But at the end of the day, there was that niggling feeling that I was always working for someone. And there was always someone else calling the shot. Even mm -hmm. with my, my experience, I had to go back and ask for approvals for all of that, which in some way was hurting me, maybe hurting my ego and all of that. So okay. at that point of time, now with the complete 360 degree experience that I had received of working in a large company, as well as my previous journey, that gave me a lot of confidence that uh, I, can, I can launch a, a startup successfully. Because okay. at that point of time, I had everything necessary to launch a startup. And I think that was the story that was covered by your story also. Your story carried my story there, saying that at 50, somebody th thinks of launching his own company. Yeah, I had, I had received a lot of uh, pushback from my loved ones, my, typically my wife, my friends, and everyone kept on telling me that, boss, think something different, think of retiring, think of doing all of that. Why do you want to disturb your life and uh, like do something like this? Because it, everyone understands launching your own company is, uh, expects a lot out of you. Like you are a CEO, but you are in fact a, a pune, a clerk, a, a waterman, everything put together. You are, you are everything. You are not just the CEO. So it's not an exalted position when you are in a startup. You, uh, you are doing everything, 360 degrees. So at that point of time, but I had this passion for uh, uh, doing something on my own, so wanting mm -hmm. to do quality stuff, do things where people are not talking round about, like uh, talking straight, you know? There is a lot of, lot of in IT industry, if you understand IT industry, IT industry, there are a lot of things that are happening which are wrong. Like we try to complicate things. We try to make a huge thing out of small things. Like there are a lot of things that 
that I felt were wrong. We should not mm-hmm. be doing it. That is that is where I came up, came out and started a company. We are also starting a second company now, and which is wow. the first company, Tasha Tech, was for IT services. We are now launching mm-hmm. a company for products, for uh, where we are going to work on only products for fintech space or some space. So so yes, it it is a very interesting thing if you like to put on all the fights and put on all the hats together it's it's a very interesting journey and and you should you tend to love every moment every second of it no doubt no doubt i mean i can agree 100% on that uh, because one of the one of the key thing which i also share with you is the passion uh, i always had this passion to start my own uh, as you also said that, that uh, when you are working under somebody else you need to wait for a lot of approvals there is a lot of bureaucracy involved and you cannot be your own boss even though you are doing all the work but there is somebody else who's taking uh, all the credits when, when the work uh, goes uh, good and of course uh, no no questions uh, no questions asked about who's going to take all the backlash when things go south so yes that has been the culture so far and uh, it's great that uh, you could start your own and the the primary contributing factor was the passion uh, to start your own that's great and i'm sure all all the entrepreneurs and all the startup founders do have that passion which is why uh, they could uh, jump on the entrepreneurship journey which is filled with so many uncertainties and uh, taking that plunge Absol- absolutely 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 is again see the uh, only thing only constant in startup journey is uh, is the movement that happens is the uncertainty of life yeah absolutely great thank you so much uh, kushu for that wow so with this uh, i move to himanshu so himanshu can you can you give me a reason for your motivation to serve the startup community uh, sure uh, sure bank uh, so again you know just like um, my career itself you know that uh, how did i get to become a chartered accountant uh, similarly for how i got into working with startups as well it is not so much by design but just let's say by default so to say okay so becoming a chartered accountant was like saying you don't want to be in science after you got into college uh, arts mein kuch hai nahi to fir commerce karna hai so then you said okay theek hai let's do commerce and then in commerce then you were chartered accountant right so by default you ended up Uh, but with the grace of god luckily you know uh, luck kind of supported and got into good organizations where could uh, start learning a lot about transactions getting into good deals uh, from the beginning of my career I was involved in some market deals um, uh, of joint ventures of foreigners coming in and doing some big transactions in india and doing some good quality tax work uh and then over a period of time it has always been relating to kind of foreign investments into india and how they can be structured and that kind of something so over a period of time it kind of becoming a, it kind of became a specialization over a period of time and then this whole startup thing while you know today there is a lot of focus on saying that in, you know supporting startups and investing in startups and what are the transaction issues etc cetera, etc cetera. but to some extent as chartered accountants and tax advisors uh we have all and even lawyers right you all been part of the journey for entities which start right from the time right. you help support an entity to be set up a business to be set up uh, and there are all levels of businesses you can say that okay if it's a large corporate group setting up a subsidiary then that's a different thing 
but we have worked always with so many individuals who were starting their own businesses or family groups who were starting their businesses and we helped set up the legal entities set up their functions give tax advice so it was in a sense somewhere relating to helping somebody start something and now over the last few years with the focus coming in the ecosystem on startups i think just the number of opportunities that have been coming up for all of us right in this uh, ecosystem that uh, there are lot many questions coming up for how to get money into the startups what are the tax issues for those startups are there some advantages that startups can take uh, are there some registrations which startups can obtain which will give them benefit investors some benefit so this kind of questions as they start kind of getting collated and becoming repetitive i think it's natural that those uh, you know uh, from our practice perspective we started talking to them more and more and also just the sheer number of startups today in the ecosystem right um, and in the last two or three years we have been part of some of the names that you mentioned at the start of the call uh, which are like very very small entities when we started talking to them and uh, in within two to three years they have just grown multifold so the opportunities that they have uh, achieved or or captured in the last few years has also helped us to be part of that learning and support them in their journey so it's just evolved over a period of time but yeah it has been a fun uh, fun journey uh, for uh, us as well a lot of learning for us also and just the enthusiasm of uh, people involved in the startup ecosystem right i mean uh, as kushu was mentioning i am also part of that age when we were with floppy disks etc uh, so right now working with people uh, with such a young uh, population and getting those ideas that also kind of encourages us and motivates us also to be part of that so so that's where we are working with startups wow excellent excellent so if I, if i have to summarize uh, what you said uh, quickly is uh, working with startups make you motivated it inspires you it brings uh, all the passion out of you and uh, choosing ca was uh, sort of a, a default stream which was left to you because the rest of the streams were not applicable or not that much of interested for you and uh, gradually as as you move forward in the career you started to specialize in uh, tax and regulatory work which is now helping all the community in india to get uh, much of the funds from foreign and also seek advice from your all your all side thank you so much manish for that for sharing for sharing your journey all right next i have a very very simple question to rohan so rohan oh, at one side here we have himanshu and kushru have been into the industry for last 20 25 years they have seen the floppy disk and what not in their lives and then kushru at 50 decided to start his own and at the other side of the spectrum we have you who has who is a fresh graduate a recent graduate and started his own uh, company expand my business what was your calling and what motivated you enough to start the venture first without even working for somebody else um okay so i'll you know again it's uh, there's a lot of credit to i i believe in evolution right it's a, it's a very big part of where we are today and where we have been in the past as well right so had people such as himanshu and khushu not seen the floppy disk today we wouldn't be moving on to pen drives we won't be moving on to cloud right it's because only when you realize the problem with the previous solution do you actually sort of come and think about new solutions right and in fact even if you look at the startup boom that has happened in in the last you know in the last 8 years or so maybe even the last decade uh, they are all solutions that are coming out of problems that were already solved before but it's a better way of so- solving these problems in terms of helping the people that were doing right so my calling to it you know i can i can give you a very generic answer and tell you that you know since a child i wanted to be an entrepreneur it's it's actually none of that you know i've um i 
I, it, it's a self-faced problem, right? After college, you know, when we were, when I was sitting for placements and just when I had the, you know, the general, just like every other engineering college when everyone's sitting in the last year for placements and all. Uh, it's, it, it, I, I felt like there was a little bit of a gap um, within me. Uh, I wasn't fully satisfied with the way that, you know, how the entire sort of approach is happening. Like I'm applying for jobs, I'm getting an interview and then, you know, basis on a piece of paper, I'm getting selected for what could essentially be deciding my next you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, and that is actually when, you know, uh, I decided to take that plunge. So I knew my partner as well from college. And, uh, you know, it's a self-faced problem when we both realize that this is a problem that actually exists in so many different SMEs and so many different people are actually facing this exact same situation. And the fact that there was no solution to this, that is what actually bothered us the most. The problem in itself was, you know, it's huge. If I come and tell you today that if you're looking for someone to outsource your work, where do you go? There's no specific answer that everyone has. And the fact that there's no solution, considering how far we moved ahead in every other industry, how is there no solution that exists? And that is how it started, right? How our journey had started. Um, so, you know, in a, in a nutshell, I would say that the fact that it was a self-faced problem, that was the biggest motivator. Uh, and second, also always, always keeping, you know, people such as Himanshu, Kushu and veteran experience uh, people in mind, uh, you know, it's, it's them, it's, 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 it's their thoughts and ideas, whether, where the actual problem starts in initially getting solved, uh, you know, just because we are, you know, born at a later, in a later stage, uh, and, you know, we have more sort of uh, reach to technology is what allows us to use that technology as leverage to further better solutions and you know this is going to happen let's say 20 30 years down the line as well you know when i'm 40 50 uh, you're going to be having the same kind of webinar with someone who's just graduated a college and is 24 and they're going to be talking about the same thing so i completely believe in evolution and uh, while we are solving new problems we wouldn't be anywhere without you know experienced folks such as the people on this panel that is my take on it excellent excellent words uh, rohan uh, you you focused a lot on evolution and identifying the problem so that that uh, is absolutely correct. I mean, uh, I've read, uh, uh, I mean, one of the very strongest statements said by uh, Simon Sinek recently was that people know what they do and how they do, but they do not know why they do it. So the why is basically the problem, what problem you're solving and why you're solving it. And the passion which you have uh, is exactly telling me here that identifying a particular problem and the passion and willpower to solve that particular problem is keeping you aside from the rest of the folks who, from the, who graduated in the same batch of your college. And I'm sure most of them, whenever, whenever they feel that okay, they want to start their own, will reach out to you for getting all of their B plans and everything ready from your side. Thank you so much, Rohan, for touching on that. Uh, so now, as we're just talking about why and uh, what is your belief? What is what is your why? What's your calling? I want to move out, move to uh, Vedan, who has been uh, who's who's been a co-founder of Springhouse co-working space, which is again an evolutionary concept in India. It's an innovative concept. Uh, I think we have seen a lot of tech companies based out of US started from their garages and everything. And here we are uh, when we are talking about startups. There are bunch of other co-working spaces out in the country who are opening their doors and providing the spaces to the startups to work, to flourish, to blossom. So Vedant, what are the typical challenges you face while dealing with your startups when they come to your co-working space, thinking that once they enter it, it'll all be fairy tale and they'll all fly high? Okay, so, you know, it's interesting uh, that uh, Rohan just touched upon you know, or use the word evolution, because uh, 
I want to mention that, uh, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in India, especially, uh, co-working spaces have evolved and in fact, our clients have evolved. So we're actually catering to a lot of uh, larger businesses with a much larger team size, you know, uh, 100, 150, 200, even up to 700 people. Uh, we're catering those teams, uh, pretty much set businesses, conventional businesses also Startups are actually just 20-25% of our entire mix. Uh, so, you know, uh, our clientele has also evolved like that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, coming to your point, uh, I'm not going to be- differentiate between uh, startups or anyone else, but it's really interesting to see uh, the, you know, entire melting pot that kind of just uh, goes by uh, on a daily basis and, everyone interacting with each other, uh, coming up with uh, business opportunities, coming up with new ideas, mm-hmm. a lot of collaboration going on on a daily basis. Uh, as far as startups are concerned, I think, yes, uh, two, three years back, there used to be, uh, you know, a lot of guys who would come in, uh, have uh, humongous dreams and you know, would just fight it out. Some of them would go big, some of them would go down. I mean, that's just a normal process. But as of now, yeah, we've got a lot of new companies coming in who are actually quite experienced in their own ways. And uh, they come up with brilliant ideas and, you know, they have a very structured way of going about things. So uh, that is, in fact, why uh, I was so interested in uh, the entire topic of this conversation, because uh, I have uh, worked in a CA firm for nine years. Uh, I'm sure Imanshu sir is going to relate to that. I, w- I used to do... Uh, internal audits and investigations. So from there and cut to Springhouse co-working directly. So that's how the entire thing kind of matches up. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I'd say that uh, it's interesting to uh, work with startups. There, It's got its own challenges, it's got its own risk, but uh, a lot of good uh, is what I see coming out of it. Excellent, great. A great piece of advice, uh, Vedant. Uh, again, thank you so much for that. Uh, now, I want to move to Kushru to ask about the evolution is the word now I have picked and uh, the evolution of software industry has been tremendously amazing. I mean, you have seen it everything. Now here we are at a stage where he, every second company or a startup company or the founder is coming out and pitching saying that I am doing blah, blah, blah using AIML. I am doing blah, 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 using AIML, deep learning, neural network. What is your take on that? Uh, you got to unmute yourself, Krishna. Yeah, first of all, it is a misconception that AI and ML are contemporary technologies. They are not contemporary technologies. AI and ML, the theory that is being taught today was taught to me when I was doing my master's. Okay. So let us get that out that AI and ML is not something new. Now, you have to understand that AI and ML need a lot of processing power, lot of accumulated data to generate intelligence out of data. Up till now, we were talking of converting data into information. Now we are talking of converting data into intelligence. And that is far more uh, uh, memory intensive task. 
So you cannot generate intelligence out of small data items. You need data True. collected data four years, five years to generate proper intelligence, which was not there. Now, after a certain period of time, a lot of companies have accumulated that data to produce reasonably good intelligence. Right. So right. this is what is happening right now. That AIML. is not what is current the same same algorithms same techniques same things were taught to me when i was in ml i remember doing an elective on artificial intelligence and same book still exists it is still being taught same things okay no but right yes. now we can implement it because we have cheap processing power and cheap storage capacity like today storing a 1 tb data is like what how many rupees 10000 rupees 15000 rupees a hard disk and 1 tb data when we were being taught 1 tb data drive did not exist right Correct. i i remember buying a 4 mb memory stick for my first machine at 17000 rupees 4 mb right wow. now if i tell a millennial or a gen z guy that you have to work on a computer with 4 mb he will he will not even smile at him he will say this man has gone crazy right we right. we talk about a processing power in gbs uh, on our mobile phones on all those things so this is where the advantage has come in now we are sitting on troves of data troves of data which can be collated which can be correlated and different complex algorithms can be made to work on that data and that data can be processed to generate intelligence think about google how much how much of data google is generating per day google is generating petabytes of data per day now for petabytes to store petabytes of data you need huge areas to store data and that is what has kick started this journey but what happens in this in this uh, field is that the world is being abused quite appreciably we are many a times we are doing analytics only analytics and we are talking about artificial intelligence right we are doing static static data retrieval and we are talking about intelligence there is a huge difference between the uh, between all of these words but what is typically happens in it industry is you get a word you catch hold of it and then you fly that word okay so that is the problem here not all solutions that are coming out in the name of ai and ml are intelligence based many of them are simple analytics where analytic solutions informative solutions are being applied intelligence is not in, uh, about getting information analytics is getting to make decisions based on the data okay so that is where the problem today lies everyone has started uh, it usually happens every everything has in it industry everything has that years 
like at one point of time we used to keep on hearing this word cloud everything was associated with cloud for everything we would say oh this is cloud based this is cloud this is cloud Correct. without understanding what cloud was okay so yes this is but there are some great solutions also coming out which are really serving or solving real life cases in a excellent manner like in healthcare i have seen some excellent solutions where intelligence is being used for the benefit of the community lot of lot of good solutions are also there but as many good solutions are there there are a lot of shitty solutions also which really do not deserve to be called intelligence or machine learning based solutions true 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 uh, we we can we can see uh, see the first station when when people say that okay we are now using a path breaking ai ml technology in front of you and the kind of lecture they would actually get from you because the same subject you have been taught <laughs> way back in your masters that's good to know and uh, yes i mean you've also touched upon very good point that a lot of path breaking technologies or the solutions innovative innovative solutions are coming out in healthcare and uh, agriculture industry and even in manufacturing i mean we, we are seeing so many innovative products patented products are being coming out because uh, what people do is uh, once they conceptualize those algorithms and they they know that this is how they're going to be solving the problem they file a patent application to protect that across the globe and then license it out to other people so that the whole mankind can take benefit out of it so yes uh, in software space a uh, lot of innovation is happening a lot of patents are getting filed uh, on each day uh, for the underlying algorithm of the software which gives you the intelligent information out of it with or without using ai ml so thanks thanks uh, kushu uh, again for uh, sharing your piece on that uh, moving to himanshu here we are talking about uh, evolution and innovation how these companies are thriving great on uh, their technology supremacy as a ca what are the challenge you face while valuing a particular startup who's backed up with a patent or they have a path breaking technology yeah so this whole uh, uh, the concept of valuing a startup has been something which everybody agrees that it is something which nobody nobody can define how it is being done right uh, and everybody kind of reconciles with the fact that beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder is the statement which makes sense so whatever is a new investor willing to pay uh, from whatever his vision about that startup's uh, activities or the likely success of that startup and that is what he is willing to pay so the old matrix of valuation which we applied normally for all other businesses of saying that can we define some kind of an asset based value or some kind of a future cash flow based valuation is all kind of gone out of the window right now uh, while of course for regulatory reasons you still need to have certain valuation methodologies which are prescribed by law for example if you are getting foreign investment then you need to have a valuation report as per the guidelines provided under fema or if you are uh, taking any uh, money or there is a secondary sale of any shares that is happening then the tax rules require that the valuation is done as per certain methodologies but generally as a valuer for startups i think most people are valuing it today based on the future potential of that startup and that is as we said a very um, a kind of uh, you know loosely defined thing or something which is in the abstract depending on the you know, thoughts of the investors 
uh, and sometimes based on the market as well to say that you know there are comparables in the market and what are they getting valuations at uh, what are the multiples that they are talking about uh, and they are all like huge multiples right they are not a typical like two, uh, 20 multiple of the profit because there are no profits first of all to start with so it is all based on a revenue multiple or a customer number and those kind of metrics that are being used um, but at the end of the day the goal is to come to some sense of trying to justify why we are valuing a company the way it is being valued um and then depending on the the stage of the startup right today there are startups which have raised capital from multiple investors in multiple rounds uh mm-hmm. and the capital is itself a complicated cap table if you look at it you know so different investors come in at with different rights at different points of time uh there is typically something called as a distribution waterfall or a liquidation preference that gets negotiated by every new round of investor so while a company may be valued in a particular way but some of the shares may be valued slightly differently as compared to the overall company valuation so while the total value may be the same but the share value for one investor may be different than the share value for another and there are different methodologies that are uh, available to try and justify that valuation so for startups while at a very very fundamental level it can be a very simple valuation and as per the uh, foreign exchange rules if you are setting up a new company you don't even need a valuation you just say that okay this is a new company and this is the value per share which is just the base value but from a commercial perspective there are multiple ways of valuation and it is all dependent on the stage of the company and the future value that the investor perceives hmm. the future value the investor perceives all right and i am and what what about the role of uh, ip assets uh, for example patents or trademarks uh do they also attract some investment or do they do they help investor to put some more dollar or some put some more zeros to the check certainly i mean uh, ip is whether it is a it is a balance sheet ip that some uh, startups or some companies have account or account for it and put a certain value to it and keep on adding to it based on the efforts like a software company or a product company that is creating something or even a know how ip right today with so many uh, saas companies that you know you are creating a process you are creating a know how which may or may not be on the balance sheet but just the intellectual know how that the company possesses is what is valued and that is actually the value that the investor is paying for right today um of course the uh, the people the persons running the company their own value is one thing Uh, but also this know how that is generated over a period of time the learning experience whether you capture it on the balance sheet or separately is something that is always a value intangibly that is taken into account by the investors plus whenever there is any transaction so today what happens is that in many cases you might have seen that there are a startup which may be set up in india they may be thinking of moving to an overseas jurisdiction and setting up a shop there because to attract other foreign investors to expand overseas and one question that always typically comes up is that if i do need to migrate my ip that whatever is the value that i think it is worth today if i have to migrate it to an overseas jurisdiction then how do i transfer it and what are the issues around that and then we do need to get into specific ip valuation if that is already on the balance sheet and if there has been a discussion on valuing that ip in some shape or form so if you are transferring that then certainly india will expect that somebody will pay for that value and then you need to get a proper registered value value that ip 
but otherwise as part of most transactions this is kind of baked in into the overall valuation whether you call it goodwill whether you call it know how whether you call it as uh, technology whatever way you call it but somewhere or the other i think this is a key ingredient especially for startups which is deriving value for everyone right excellent i mean uh we do not still have some uh, set methodology to derive a proper valuation for it uh, and you rightly pointed out uh, that the valuation lies in the future the future growth in terms of what the investor feels for that particular company while he's putting bring uh, his money out uh, so that that's great piece of advice and lot many technical informations himanshu you gave out i'm sure people who are watching us or would be watching us post this session would love to take notes from your uh, your thoughts thank you so much manju for sharing that vidant so you have been running this co-working space and there are so many startups around you you would be seeing uh, some some startups failing miserably some of the startups flying high what piece of advice as a co-founder co-founder of the co-working space uh do you give to the startups who are failing miserably you you are on mute vedant uh sorry uh, i'll start from where himanshu uh, sir left off is that uh, you know it, it's true a lot of the value that is associated with any company which is being funded is uh, intangible and and there is no uh, black and white method of uh, measuring it especially with uh, you know the learning curve kicking in so, and what we've realized in uh, speaking with a lot of our members is that there are a lot of people who are running behind valuation in general without actually focusing on the core business and what happens in that scenario is that uh, as a startup in their heads uh, the value of something is you know bloated multiple times as compared to the value that is associated to that know how by any external uh, another part is that a lot of times a lot of this intangible know how uh, these startups are not being able to communicate that to a potential investor they're not being able to send the message across uh, or you know send the right message across in the right a lot of times they whatsoever have value to that kind of know how by themselves so it kind of just you know a very large thing just boils down to a simple uh, sales pitch of sorts and uh, that just doesn't work out which is uh, which is sad to see but it's true so i would say that uh, you know for any anyone who is starting up anyone who's uh, thinking of doing a uh, doing business i mean a chartered accountant is the first person that you need you know that that one person needs to keep track and you know have a record of your balance sheets year on year and that one person needs to be spoken to at least once in 3 months so that you know you get a perspective from an external person who is not deep diving into your business activities but is looking at your business overall in general uh, i myself I've, i've been surprised to see a lot of balance sheets uh, you know of my members or other friends or other people that we work with and uh, you know when when you look at them or when you talk to them or when you look at their social profiles or their linkedin profiles they seem to be doing really really well but when you look at their balance sheet it just tells a different story altogether <laughs> uh, on the flip side you know there are guys who you know come across as uh, struggling constantly 
but when you look at their balance sheets when you look at their pnl statements uh, you know it, it's just mind blowing uh, the kind of growth that they've shown so i would say that uh, you know this is something that as a business i mean uh, valuation is something which is very critical to all startups now uh, there is only a certain point till which we can go without external funding uh, i would be uh, you know very it would be very silly of me to say that uh, any business would function uh, long term without valuation i mean you could uh, you could just be an sme and it could be a lifestyle business but if you if you really in there passionately and you want to make it make it big then you will need to raise external funding at some point or the other so having your consultants work with you from day one is the most important because that kind of puts all your effort into a perspective for a third person who might want to come in and put money and it's as simple as that if i if i walk up to any of you guys asking for uh, you know any chunk of money then you're going to want to know how safe your money is and you are going to want to bet your money on uh, something that you really really believe in now it's my job to get that message across to you right excellent excellent piece uh, of advice there vedan uh so communication is the key right absolutely excellent so and uh, i'm sure a lot of the founders uh, who are either coming from let's say tech tech background then uh, the communication would be the least priority for them and they all would care about is building the product or making the tech far more superior than than their upcoming or the forthcoming competitors and uh, communication is basically something which they would not prioritize and uh, i whenever i say communication or uh, the word uh, sales pitch you said there was a smile on rohan's face so why don't we ask rohan only rohan how important is communication for a startup to raise funds um so you know prank actually i have a just a different you know, you hear, you are asked uh, the that support part right i believe that investors are like you know with this is where a lot of founders actually get it wrong uh, they start thinking as an investors answer of yes or no as validation to their idea right which i would mm-hmm. definitely suggest people never to do that right because you're going to hear at least 50 to 100 no's before you hear that one yes right and that one yes is of course someone who's believing in you you as a person right rather than again looking at you based on your statistics so um you know in terms of um where people sometimes get it wrong is that they start losing faith in themselves and that's where the downhill slope starts coming in whereas i believe that you know you can i don't believe that there is a failure of a business right i believe that there is a failure of a business model right but i also believe that there are ways to sort of pivot that and 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 adjust according to times right like we've all seen covid has come over here uh, it's affected the world but because a lot of businesses have shut down yes you know i mean my condolences to all of them but i also feel like had you uh, sort of evolved yourself accordingly right that would have helped a lot because so what if you're doing a certain thing right now right that doesn't mean you can't do uh, another another sort of segue into doing something else right i mean yes it should be related as in you know chiki you're doing something with travel and then you go on to do something with you know something completely absurd uh, but Uh, answer your question the, the communication part right it's apps it's very very important right because the 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 team that you're building from the start you don't look at these people as employees these are all people of uh, that you're building that are part of your core team right i i call them my family to be very honest with you right because if they don't believe in your vision and in your idea 
they're not going to be motivated to work they're not going to be motivated to to build that big vision that you have dekho paisa to aa jayega money will flow if you're solving a real problem right but if you don't have the support Absolutely. of the correct people of the correct team uh it's going to be very difficult for you so so communication with your team i would say that is number one because if your team believes in you you know i agree with vidant when he says that investing definitely gives you uh, that kind of rapid growth to market the kind of scale you do need that right because nowadays the way, the rate at which competition is coming you may need external funding at some point to beat that competition right but it's not the existence of your business right so first communication would be in my opinion the team right motivating them uh, making them actually believe that the problem that you're solving is real right because that is when their passion comes in uh second is the kind of communication that you have with you know the the people uh, your support system be it your family be it your uh, you know your cas your lawyers any one of those sorts uh because again you know if you don't like these three and these three uh, cas doctors and lawyers right these three are the people that you should never lie to because these three are the people who can always you know sort of make sure that the, you know what are the sort of consequences so i would say be very truthful be very transparent even when it comes to investors even when it comes to the your team be as as transparent as honest as possible because i've seen that even though my years of experience are you know very little compared to the people who i'm speaking with at right now uh, but trust and transparency goes a very long way right when when you're working with that with a pure belief of what you're solving is real and you know that comes out in the kind of conviction of what you're talking about uh i think that makes a very big difference so communication being honest being being sort of transparent being reliable uh i would say that these are very 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 important regardless of who it is you speak to yes the pitch changes a little bit when it's a team lawyer and an investor but your underlining motive uh should be that in my in my fair opinion excellent piece of advice again rohan you focused a lot on the value system a lot about integrity honesty and of course uh, having the belief and considering your team as your family which is which is the most important thing i mean if things are going south your family members will stick to that and they will help you go north i mean there is no question about it and if the if the tech team let's say if your founding team becomes that family to you then no no wonders you will touch wood never see the downhill and thank you so much for bringing this secret piece of advice again with uh, so much passion and enthusiasm rohan all right next so kushu uh, here we are talking about multiple things i mean we are talking about value system uh, rohan also touched about pivoting the system a bit so when you advise a startup or when some startup comes to you asking that uh, i am having so and so problem in the technology how can you help so what are the typical things which you advise to a startup who's in the tech domain and is struggling you got on mute yes yeah. yeah so the fundamental thing people have to understand is today everyone wants to create a startup the government supports are amazing there is lot of funding available very easy funding available at many a times but everyone wants to be a startup and have a billion dollar valuation every i i hear this this thing quite a, a, quite often how do i reach a million dollar valuation how do i reach 100 million valuation now now people have to understand that when you launch a startup the first and the most important thing is not technology 
what business problem are you solving okay now take for example whatsapp whatsapp has a 19 billion dollar valuation if you ask if you take a group of five any college interns and tell them to develop the whole concept of whatsapp they will be able to do it in around few months the whole whatsapp right. so what whatsapp is not technology it is not a technology solution though we consider it a technology solution there was a need for people to interact easily and it did that it solved that problem right so people have to when you launch when you launch a startup two things very important very 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 important and every startup owner has to evaluate himself or herself against that is what business problem i am solving or i am there is a solution that exists and i am making it better many a times what happens is people piggyback on a on a problem there is already a solution available but there are there are shortfalls in that solution so people take it a step forward so that is the first and most important thing and second is stick to your area of competence if you do not have any any knowledge of healthcare please don't launch a healthcare startup Hmm. even though the funding available everything available in that domain is high don't go there because you do not understand that domain at all and if you do not understand the domain you will have to depend on you will have to be at the mercy of external people to help you solve problems so typically when i see there are there are two things you should understand for any solution right now there are two things when we talk about startup typically we talk about is from a perspective of technology so either right. you have to be excellent at technology and then take somebody's help to solve a business problem or you have to be excellent at solving the business problem and take somebody's help to solve technology there is no third option available right so it is very important and yes we talk about valuation and like himanshu very correctly said that it is the beauty is in the eyes of the beholder typically i i have never been able to understand how valuation happens today and because when i look at creds valuation or i look at swiggy's valuation or i look at byju's valuation it it befuddles my mind to understand how they can be valued at this level how they can afford a sharukh khan or a whatever whosoever is advertising yeah. how can they afford afford that so literally i've been in this industry for uh, 30 years i understand a little bit of this industry but in this current uh, scenario this valuation game i i i am not able to understand at all so where this what is it these companies have i want to find out and i this is one of the questions i am going to ask himanshu a little bit later is is how do you arrive at these mind blowing numbers so my take my take on that still people might say i am a little bit old fashioned or old old generation so as to say but but 
this is what it is focus on your business problem that you are solving and stick to your area of competence those are two things that any 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 startup should have whether it is it startup agriculture startup iot all those anything superb superb focus on your business problem and come up with a solution to solve that business problem and you don't even need a pitch then is is what kishore uh, is saying so excellent i mean yeah uh, even even when we deal with all the clients uh, who come to us saying that okay i have uh, i'm dealing in so and so business field and i am coming up with this and this solution we always ask them one single problem uh, one single question which is what problem you are solving is the problem technical or it's a business problem if the problem is technical how you are solving it what technology using it and how this technology is helping to solve it if it's a business problem how the technology is playing the role again and how are you solving it if the inventors or the founders or the promoters know the answer of these how parts then they have a very good quality patent application out of they have very great innovation but if they do not know the answer of this question then we ask them please go back to your drawing room and come up with the answer on why you are solving what you are solving right because it's very easy to answer what part of anything which you are doing and also the how part to some extent but why comes from within so unless and until we you as a entrepreneur suffering from that particular problem in the business domain or in the day to day life you cannot answer why it has to be very personal as well excellent piece again uh, kushu rohan and vidant again to bringing uh, himanshu uh, i am going to just ask you two things if you want to give an advice to a startup from a ca's perspective or from the lens of a ca what would be the two things which you want to share two golden things i think uh, one thing at least certainly would be that uh, keep keep compliances at the back of your mind you know while you uh, as you said when somebody starting and people with a passion to deliver technology to create something new in this world will always focus their efforts or their time on on their business right or on this creation and which is rightly so Uh, but what we have seen in so many cases is that because there is only a focus on those technical or business aspects some of the basic things about how the entity is created what filings are required how the accounting is being done there are small things at the initial stages because the, the company is small the activities are small but those small things if they are not taken care of initially it takes sometimes a lot of time to reverse those in future after you have reached a particular stage and by the time you are fundraising or you are at a stage where you have grown to like 50 100 employees and suddenly you realize oh that basic thing was not done and now i have to reverse it takes up a lot of management bandwidth to get things undone so that is one thing which i think you know people should keep in mind and again they may not spend their own efforts on this but just ask someone else to look into it like again appoint a third party ca you do not have a ca on your payrolls itself but any advisor etc at least some basics if they can be taken care of i think it will help uh, smoothen the processes going ahead uh, and the second thing is i think just tuning into uh, what uh, you know kushu uh, and everybody else mentioned that uh, today there is a lot of uh, hype around you know let's get this valuation done let's get this structure done let us do something outside india i think all of that 
while it sounds very nice but it brings with it a lot of complications from a tax and regulatory perspective um so just keep in mind your bandwidth and your capability to deal with those complications when you talk about changing your structure or trying to say that okay somebody else has done this so why should i also not do it i'll get two more good investors and i will create a profile it can take up a lot of time in managing those structures especially you know when people say that okay i will set up a structure outside india because that is what many people have done and successfully done it Right. Uh, in some cases it becomes challenging to justify that structure if you are completely focused on india then why do you need that structure how are you going to run that structure uh, will you have people outside india to manage that and then if once you set it up then again undoing something like that is very very difficult so any such structural decisions i think people should be just a little cautious just take into account your capabilities as well and where do you want to focus your energies on because at some at, at this stage when you are taking a decision you may not have a large compliance team to support you in all these matters mm-hmm. so you are as sole person running around as kushuk to everything like every from a ceo to everything you are responsible and when you get your time divided into compliance matters i think that's not the best use of your time so i think try to keep it simple where required of course at some point you will need to get into that at some point of time when you are large enough and there will be that pivot uh, right where you will say that okay i'll let up a better structure i will move into something more so one can think about it but just be cautious that when are you taking that decision when are you pulling that trigger and focus on compliances to some extent excellent excellent i mean these are the two points which often the founders uh, do not pay attention to uh, their primary objective the, the day they start uh, their own company is get more people get more work get more billing done and uh, let's spread the word and compliances and of course uh, the structuring part always takes a back seat and thank you so much for bringing this matter home you have rightly hammered this uh, topic uh, so great to have your valuable insights here himanshu thank you so much so now uh, as i promised earlier to all of you the floor is open i am going on mute you guys can ask questions so here uh, we have kushu's hand raised already so kushu uh, over to you so himanshu made a amazingly valid point that compliance is the key and the penalty for non compliance is very high okay you have to understand that if you do proper compliance you will be able to save a lot of money and there will be a lot of financial as well as non financial benefit coming out to out of doing this compliance for for example very very simple thing that getting yourself registered as a startup the first phase is very simple but first phase does not give you any benefit it is typically the second phase and the following phases that gets you benefit so many a times what we do or what i also did the mistake that i did is just stopped at the first phase and then i went to my chartered accountant and told him that okay can we claim our tax benefit out of it and he said no we cannot claim any tax benefit out of it because you are not registered for the second phase so first register for the second phase and then claim the tax benefit so getting a proper a good chartered accountant company to and let me not just say a chartered accounting firm when i say a chartered accounting firm i mean a lot broader because chartered accounting and company secretarial work are both interrelated 
and both of these functions are absolutely necessary for you to function smoothly so it is not okay. just a ca but a cs a company company secretary also there are a lot of secretarial work you register your name your your you file your uh, director's reports you there are a lot, lot of lot of these small small things but you fail once and the penalty is very high like people are not aware you you have to file a tds by a particular date not fail, filing a tds on a particular date your penalty is very high you have to file your tax returns your company tax returns by a particular date the penalty is 5000 rupees a day if you don't file it on a particular day true so these are things which are which are absolutely important and and i know for sure that out of 199 startup owners don't understand this correct but they want to cut costs and the first cost they cut is let me file the, uh, the government navy they have also named the tax scheme very very attractively they have called it saral saral means easy but it is not easy right. it is not easy it is not saral <laughs> it is not easy it is not saral so you will need a chartered accountant to help you and please the i have a very strict chartered accountant and he will ensure that i do absolute month to month compliance my my books are never carried forward after 31st on 31st all my books for the month are closed so if you awesome. if you do that kind of due diligence then your path is very easy very very comfortable but if you think you are going to do everything on your own no that's not going to happen you don't have the skills you don't have the knowledge of the taxation industry of the compliance industry of all that that is that is required okay so please uh, the first advice hire a good chartered accountant not just a chartered accountant to save the cost of 500000 rupees no that's not what you want you want a chartered accountant who understands startups who understands the whole basic way of how to create a company everything excellent yeah, point excellent. in fact i had a personal experience of this as well you know um, uh, so so when i was uh, when we were raising our fund you know um, it's, it's been a while about almost what 5 6 months now Uh, we actually got into a lot of i wouldn't use the word trouble but it took a lot of time in the due diligence that was done on our company right because Absolutely. our balance sheets and everything were all over the place right it was we used to use you know whatever tools for invoicing we used to file it whenever gst bhi kabhi bhi dal dete the matlab it wasn't very secure it wasn't very because at that time also we were also running in a very haphazard manner right so when finally the stage came where the due diligence was there uh it, it, what should have taken maybe like you know a couple of weeks two three weeks actually took a good at least two months right and one point that uh, you know sir khushru said uh, was that hire the right people right i'm 110% for that uh, because see the thing is as founders our roles are to uh, find a solution to the problem that we are solving and run the company right if we we anyways have a lot of things on our plate if we go ahead and start learning how taxation is done how legal agreements are filed how ip is done then to there is no end of it and your brain is better utilized somewhere else right so um, you know the it's very right. important to make sure you have the right ca because you know rather than you getting into it 
get someone good who understands and all they have to do is give you advice right so like right now every 31st i have a call with my ca right uh, again we talk about the invoices and everything yes it will take maybe 5 hours of that 31st day right but that 5 hours that day is going to save me like a lot of time in the long run and especially as your company keeps going bigger right. uh, so again you know that is actually one of the advice that i would give founders as well they a lot of people make mistakes of trying to take everything onto their plate uh, my suggestion yes. would be don't try to do that right even when it came to our legal agreements we hired a proper law it was a little expensive uh, but we hired the proper law people because yes. the kind of insights and inputs that they give are unmatched as to whatever you can learn in however much time that you spend yes. right and there's no point in you spending that kind of time so i completely agree i've faced this problem myself uh, it's a matlab completely totally relatable problem and 100% agree on getting the right people on board for your third party people like and see. one case and you will recover all the money yeah. one case and you will recover all the money yes yes absolutely i mean thank you so much uh, rohan and kushu for speaking your heart out sharing exactly what happened with you and how can people who are listening to us do not fall into the same trouble again i'm sure this will help the whole ecosystem excellent now we are almost on time uh, if anybody has anything to ask or share uh, we can take that otherwise we are good uh, i just have one last thing to share um, you know uh, so I I I just want to give like two pieces of advice to young founders. I'm not not able to uh, necessarily say it for you know people with much more experience. But um, two things is one is focus a lot on the right support system. Right. Uh, I would I I would never been have able to do a lot of things had had it not been for the right partner who I was you know founding this business with for the right team for my family being supporting me. Right. Them not putting pressure on my back for two years. Kiar engineering se nikal gaya. When is the job coming? What kind of paychecks and all. Right. had that been there it would have been my mindset would have only been very off right so first i would say is you know right support system is very important from your family from your loved ones try getting a partner on board trust me distribution of the kind of stress that you get is a very big thing and it does help on to be able to lean on someone at the worst state right and the second thing i don't want to give generic advice by telling you know ki do this make this kind of change your business and all but the second one would be that you know don't be overwhelmed right and that would be a request of mine to many aspiring founders because you know when you see so many companies go on the side and the news every day is coming people are raising funding someone of your you know your maybe someone did a job and you started a company and they're doing much better than you as well don't ever get overwhelmed yeah because you know um it doesn't help anybody uh you you have a problem it's fine sleep over it take a day or two right you will come across a solution it's not that you won't but don't let the external factors influence you and how your brain is going because you have to be the right person because you are the person for the company right so don't be overwhelmed right that would be my one advice to anyone that i speak to at a young stage uh, because you know i've i've been a victim of it myself i'll be very honest with you so it's not that i'm just unnecessary i have been a victim of it uh but again had it not been for the right support system i would probably be not be in this situation right now uh where i would be able to get over it so my one small advice would be don't get overwhelmed let these things happen around you trust me everyone's time is going to come just stick at it be at it be as dedicated as possible uh and good things will come your way excellent fantastic fantastic so uh yes guys uh, in this difficult times all we have to do is stick around uh, each other and uh, no matter what may come uh, if you have the right value systems if you have the right team you have your family supporting you you have your team supporting you and most importantly if you have the belief that yes whatever solutions you are coming up with whatever problem you are solving will make a mark uh, 
uh, the country will make mark in people's life then go ahead with it and uh, eventually you will find success never get overwhelmed uh, by somebody else's uh, huge amount of valuations that is there because uh, as himanshu said beauty is in eye of the beholder so you would also get one when the day comes so just uh, keep hustling keep pushing and uh, let's make uh, let's let's make the startup ecosystem more richer more vibrant more uh, knowledgeable by sharing all of this content thank you so much guys here uh, himanshu khushru rohan and vedant for sharing your secret sauce sharing your challenges in the journey and also advising startups on do's and don'ts what to do what not to do what, how to take care of your compliances at the right time and the importance of starting your own thing as well thank you so much guys for being here uh, thank you so much thank, thank you. you thank you very much thank you very much all thank right. you bye bye bye